Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mindful Being Podcast. This is Mariah Catalan. Welcome back to the show. I am so grateful that you all have returned and I hope this episode finds you well. Let's get started this episode with just a little bit of a grounding technique. So wherever you're at, if you'd like to really put both feet down on the floor, really connect through the soles of your feet, connect through whatever you're sitting on or whether you're standing or even laying down. And let's just take a few breaths, starting with the inhale through the lungs into the belly and exhale, let it go. Inhale again. Release. On this last one, let's take an even deeper inhale. Maybe you pause at the top and then exhale. <sighs> Sigh it all out. And then just tune into the body for a moment or two. Just notice how the body is feeling physically. Are there any aches and pains, soreness? Just kind of pay attention to those areas with a little bit of compassion and love. And then we can tune in next to that emotional body. How is your spirit? How is your soul today? What are you feeling? And also just accept this state that you are in right now without judgment because everything is temporary. So once you finish this little scan through the body, if your eyes are closed, maybe you blink them back open. And maybe you look around the room, notice the textures of the things that you see with your eyes. Notice the way that the seat feels beneath you. Maybe the texture of the clothing on your skin. And just start to be aware back into your body, back into the space. Becoming back to this present moment. I hope these little check-ins are helpful for you. I know they are helpful for me whenever I can actually remember to do them throughout my day. So where to get started on this last week? Um, a lot has happened. A lot has not happened. <laughs> it's been kind of one of those weeks that it feels like you can't even remember all of the things that happened um, throughout it. But it's been really great. We got to celebrate my husband's birthday with some of our really great friends. I mean, I really consider them our chosen family here. And it's amazing how much friends can really fill your cup. Usually on the weekends. I mean, you know, most of us just have two-day weekends these days. And often when I have that little time where it's like Saturday, Sunday, it's usually full of chores or getting things done and don't have a lot of time for fun. And usually we kind of squeeze it in somewhere. Like it just kind of fits in and usually kind of 
affects us in a way that like we get less sleep that night or whatever, but it's, it's important. So we add it in. And anyway, this weekend we kind of had the plan. Uh, friends were coming over for brunch at our house. So it kind of had to kick us into gear to kind of get everything clean and ready for guests, you know, because guests ready is a, a little bit of a different state for your house. Um, but anyway, we were able to pull it off and I cooked and everything kind of came out well and it was actually pretty good. People seem to like the food, which is always a concern whenever you're hosting that um, the food will be to everyone's liking. So that was like successful, I guess. And then um, we played games and we ended up talking a lot and it was just an amazing time to reconnect with people. And I was kind of shocked looking back at how much that actually like fills my cup because I was kind of thinking we would be drained and exhausted by having people over and by that entertaining gear that you kind of have to kick into. And for some reason, I might just be because the people that we had over are like family. Um, But for whatever reason, it was actually just like a full recharge. It was really awesome to have these people around us. And I think my husband felt that same way too. So it was really awesome. And I love to see, you know, when you buy somebody a good present, that's there's like a brief moment of like they open the present and they're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And they're excited about it. And that excitement lasts only for so long, right? Like if it's a thing that they get to explore like technology or something, you know, they'll play with it for a while or read a book. I mean, like those kinds of things, it's like they'll, they'll, they will enjoy it for sure. And I'm not trying to take away from, um, the enjoyment of gifts, but there is something different about when you gift someone an experience, I guess. Um, it's just different. And it might just be me myself because, um, gifts aren't really super high on my love language chart. Um, I actually enjoy the community and connection because my love language is quality time. But um, kind of what I'm getting to here is it was amazing to see how my husband just lit up and was really enjoying being around our loved ones. And it was just awesome. It was what he needed. It was what I needed. And um, we finished the night off with like a thousand episodes of Ted Lasso. If you're not watching, you need to watch. It is totally worth it. Um, Amazing show. Super into it. But anyways, um, yeah, we just had an amazing day and we, we both were ready for it. We both needed it and it was really awesome. And so I'm really grateful for our friends, for the ability to host people uh, that our house is big enough. I'm really grateful for the weather. It was a beautiful day and you wouldn't expect to have that kind of nice, sunny, um, warm, but not hot in November. So 
just everything came together in a really beautiful way. And I'm just so grateful that we were able to do it and celebrate my husband. And I really hope that it filled his cup as much as it did mine. So I guess this week I would just like to remind you how important this these kind of connections can be with family, with friends. And sometimes that effort, you know, the extra effort of having to get your house ready for guests or um, just spending the time with them can kind of have to take away from something else. And this is just a reminder that it is totally worth it. You will be recharged and you will be happier, lighter, and it's just very important to self-care to not only be doing these kind of self-care quote-unquote things on your own by yourself, not to take away of the importance of by yourself because that is really important, especially for me too, but it's just a reminder that some of those self-care practices can actually be in community with your people and those can actually fill your cup, maybe even more, take it to another level. Um, So if you have time to do it, you know, totally jump on this, do it, connect with the people, give them a call, whatever it takes. And if you don't have time, maybe just reflect back on your schedule and see if there is a time to schedule it, at least just to look forward to. Because we are social beings, we really need to be in community and in connection with people and preferably people that we really like and that it is helpful for us and it grows us and makes us better to be with them. Another thing I wanted to share with you all from this past week is um, clearing a target from EMDR. So I don't know if you listened to that episode or not, but um, I do therapy regularly every single week. And right now with my therapist, we are doing EMDR therapy which stands for eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing, which basically is just this really interesting process of connecting like left and right brain so that you can reflect back on your memories, specifically like trauma memories, and still have that connection to the memory itself. You're not um, covering it up. You're not putting it away in a box. You're able to remember the memory itself um but some of the stories that you tell yourself about the memory can change and also the feelings in your body can change so often when we have trauma we have that like intense feeling in the body as if you were living in that moment and you are experiencing it all over again it's almost like re-traumatizing and The idea with EMDR is that you're able to have the memories without being re-traumatized and that you're reframing some of those ideas that you have about it. So anyway, we finished a target this week. It's about, I think, an eight-session process, so it can kind of be a while to get through. And usually you start out with a specific target idea in mind, and then sometimes you end up kind of going a little bit of a different way than you expected, but it's all kind of part of the process. And I've done it before, and I kind of forget how amazing it actually is, how much it actually works. 
And so I just wanted to come on and tell you guys again about this amazing process. It's really different than just doing cognitive behavioral therapy, which of course is really important and helpful in its own way. Um, But for me, the EMDR, which it includes cognitive behavioral therapy, just so you know, I mean, it's part of the process. We are using other forms of talk therapy throughout the sessions as well. What's really amazing about EMDR is that it addresses the feelings in your body and all of those things, and it actually helps heal. Like, I 100% feel that I have healed around this particular target, this particular memory, and it is amazing. I didn't think that I would get here. Honestly, I had a lot of resistance. There was some resistance around the idea that if I let go of the memory, the way that I remembered it, that maybe some of the important information would be lost, if that makes sense, that I was worried that it wouldn't be a real situation. If I didn't feel the stress, the trauma in my body, if I did not feel the negative emotions around the memory, that somehow it would lessen the memory itself and that the thing that happened to me would be less important, I guess, or it would have less impact, or it would make the person that kind of inflicted the trauma be a better person because I was healed from it, Um, which is such an interesting thought itself that somehow me healing would actually make the other, what happened to me not important. Um, but anyway, I was feeling that from the beginning and I didn't think that I would be able to get to the place that we are now. And once we cleared the target, I mean, he told me, he was like, okay, like at the end of the session, you know, like, congratulations, you cleared this target and, you know, thank you for your hard work and, and all of that. And, you know, it was kind of the end of the session. So we said goodbye. And then like, as soon as I shut it off, I just started crying, like the intense, like, you know, bawling kind of crying, but with like a smile on my face, like it was such an interesting surge of emotion that it was like a release, like catharsis. It was really amazing. And I just had that, like that intense cry. And then once kind of it came and went like pretty quickly it wasn't like something I was sitting here suffering going through this really intense sadness but I it kind of came and then went and then I was like I need to move my body now so what I decided to do was turn on some of my favorite songs and just totally dance it out um I don't know if any of you have watched Grey's Anatomy But it was totally like a Grey's Anatomy moment where I'm just like dancing it out to a song. And it was just such an amazing release. And I do totally feel healed around this particular memory. And I just can't tell enough people. I can't explain how amazing this process has been for me. And I do know that it doesn't work for everyone or it doesn't work the same way for everyone. But in the past, I have been so open about some of these stories. I'm not really a closed off person. As you can tell, I started a podcast. So 
I've been willing to share a lot of these things and just talk alone has not really helped me heal. So finding EMDR has been amazing for me because I've been able to work through these things and actually feel as though I have healed part of myself and just the lightness and joy that comes from reframing thoughts about myself, thoughts about others. It's just been an amazing process and I hope to continue for a long time because there's a lot of stuff to heal. So those are my weekly updates. Um, I also just wanted to finish off this episode by talking a little bit about the challenge that I gave you last week, um, feeling that sense of overwhelm and um, really refocusing some of those self-care practices and um, habits to find the ones that are most important each day for you. And I just wanted to update you on how that went for me. I actually found it really interesting because I wrote down in my journal the things that were the most important to me that I wanted to kind of do each day for my own self-care. And I found it really amazing how freeing it was to not like force myself to do a lot of these things that are actually, you know, really helpful and important, but were causing me to feel overwhelmed by trying to check them off from my list every day. So whittling that down to just the core important things was really freeing and helpful. And what I actually found was that having less stress or having less feelings of like, I have to do this made it easier to do the things. And I ended up doing almost every single day what I had on my list and more. So interesting how that works. Um, I'd love to hear from you if you tried it as well and what kind of outcome you had from it and maybe give it a little bit more time, give it another week. Um, my instinct has been to jump right back into all the things. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm good now. Like I can do them. But I think it is part of that like self-pressure I put on myself that makes it almost harder to do the things. So I'm going to continue this process next week of just doing my core things. If the other things happen, they happen. If not, let that go and just give yourself a break. Thank you all for listening to this episode. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and I hope to hear from you if you have any questions or feedback. And if not, I will see you back here next week.